gotta use appearances to supersize and grow your business. Sharon Horn Elstrom here, and you may notice that today I've got a particular filter on my phone, on my camera. I, I use my phone to make this video, and I've got a filter that definitely gives me longer fake eyelashes, takes away my wrinkles, adds more color and vibrance to my, adds, adds eyebrows, adds more color to my skin, and definitely erases a lot of my wrinkles and my, my jowl activity. So I appear younger than I am. Now, I'm very proud of how old I am. And so normally you just have my regular face. But this goes right along with the idiom that we're discovering and digging into today and asking ourselves, how can we use this particular saying or idiom that's been around for a couple of hundred years to help us build and grow and supersize our business? Our idiom today is appearances can be deceiving. And uh, you can't judge a book by its cover. We talked about that a long time ago. <clears throat> that one's from 1867. And one of my favorite books, my favorite business books and personal development books, Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles, <clears throat> was written in 1910. And he talks about this concept as well. Appearances can be deceiving. Now, we can use appearances in positive ways or negative ways to grow and build our business. And we're going to talk about the positive ways to use it. We're going to talk about the negative ways to avoid being deceiving. How do we make sure that what people see with us is what they get? How do we make sure that they can know, like, and trust our business, our brand, who we are, what we stand for? Um, how can we make sure that we are appearing and that we actually are living in consistent ways with our values and the goals, the things that we stand for, the problems that we solve for people, how we support them, how we treat them, um, my, my absolute best trick for ever doing this for any company, any organization, any business that I have been involved with is to put myself in the customer's shoes. I always put myself and, and I view our business, our company through the eyes of a customer. How are we treating the customer? How do they feel about every interaction that they have with our business? Um, and that has always been my best trick for really understanding the customer's journey, the customer's experience with us, and making sure that we're making that the best possible experience we possibly can for them. Now, that's what I do. I'm not sure what you do, but do you understand and do you develop your brand, your brand personality? Have you, and I'm a lot guilty of not doing this, which is why I pop in and put different filters on my face sometimes. Uh, are you consistent across your band? Are you band, across your brand, across your company? Do all the people that work with you and for you in your business have the company's common values and what they stand for in mind in every interaction that they do. Do you have principles and mission and core values established for your business? And are all, is everybody marching to the beat of the same drum when it comes to uh, making decisions, making choices, moving forward, interacting with vendors and customers and suppliers and everybody when it comes to um, running your business and growing your business? Are you all in alignment with the core values of the organization? Or is there some um, interdepartmental uh, miscommunication and infighting? I worked for some really big companies in corporate America. And one of our biggest challenges was bridging the gap from department to department. Each department, as they got bigger and bigger, sort of became their own little kingdom, their own little fiefdom, I used to call them. And I used to call them the towers because each each department had a tower of um, authority and decision-making and you had to climb up to a certain height in every tower in order to get the departments to talk to one another and work together with one another. And a lot of that was 
determined by the leader of that particular department or part of the organization. If they were very controlling and, and wanted to be in charge of everything, then you had to go all the way up to them in the tower in order to make anything happen with that department. Uh, super frustrating. And I spent a lot of my corporate career breaking down barriers and improving communication and decision-making speed and processes amongst departments, not just with the other organizations, but within the company itself. So have you ever been deceived by someone's appearance? Now, if you've ever worked with a lot of people or hired people or had a lot of customers, I would be willing to bet that you have been deceived or fooled by somebody's appearance before. I have hired people and selected business partners that I thought would be amazing and terrific, only to find out that they were like one of my worst nightmares. Um, but we all tend to, it's human nature to judge and assume things about people based on how they look, how they dress, how good looking they are, how tall they are. Actually, tall people and good looking people are assumed to be smarter. Science has done all kinds of research on this. They're assumed to be smarter and more qualified and more capable than people that are, are less good looking or less suave or less charismatic. Is it fair and right? No, but it is how people judge and how people make assumptions. That's why news anchors and news personalities are always good looking people. Have you ever seen an ugly person on the news or the media or the TV? Pretty much not, right? They're all people that other people would find pleasant to look at, appealing. Now, it doesn't mean what they say is the truth. It just means that we assume it's the truth because of their appearance. So we want to to you know make sure that we are um i want to say cushioning or protecting or ensuring that we're looking in the mirror and we're making sure that we're not judging people and assuming things about them based on how they look but guess what we all still do it but we need to be cognizant of it be aware of it so that we do it less and less because sometimes we miss the best people, the people that could be the exact right fit for us and our organization, the exact thing we need, because we're looking for somebody just like us. Have you ever hired people that are just like you? Um, I think early on in my career, I hired a few people that were a lot like me, and it ended up being hard because guess what? It's hard to work with people that are a lot like you. I think that's why opposites attract a lot of the time. And I learned the value of having diversity and having people with different points of view and having people with different backgrounds and experiences on your team, especially when you're building teams. I build team-based organizations. Some people don't, but I want to know that we have a, a diverse representative group of the people that we serve on the teams in my organizations. So how often do you show up? This is a really good question. How often do you show up as who you really are at work, at play, at home? And you know by how comfortable you feel do you feel really comfortable in every environment that you put yourself in if now then there's that whole comfort zone thing you don't want to be too comfortable because then we get in a comfort zone or a rut and ruts are usually not good for us growing and supersizing our businesses we want to be open to change open to possibility open to opportunities um, open to finding you know better faster easier more efficient and more effective ways of serving the people that we serve in our businesses uh, but I'm, I'm curious, you know, have you ever been deceived? I've definitely been deceived by people. I think as we get older and have more experience, we become better judges of character. And when we're hiring, we hire for character. We don't hire for appearance. We can always change our appearance, right? We can always put a filter on our phone and we can look entirely different than we do when we don't have a filter on our phone or on our 
are how we show up in the world. I bet there's probably going to be someday Zoom filters or technology filters where people can appear differently when you're having live uh, interactions. Well, this is a live interaction. So if Facebook's doing it, I would imagine that other technology will make it possible as well. So remember, what you see isn't what you get. There's things such as with models and famous people and Photoshop and all the things that we forget about that are used constantly on us to, to influence our thinking and our choices and our decisions to buy or not buy, to purchase things from, from certain people, to listen to certain people versus others based on their appearance. All right, that's enough rambling for me today. Have an absolutely amazing day. I got to get rid of this filter because it's distracting me. I'll be with you tomorrow with another interesting idiom. What does it mean? Where does it come from? And how might you use it in your business right now? Take care.